Hello, and welcome to the Grumpy Old Man Podcast. I don't profess to know everything, nor do I think my ideas are the only right ideas. I'm sure there's plenty I don't know and haven't yet thought about. I'm here to learn too, so please share your thoughts and observations. This podcast is all about me sharing my thoughts, opinions, and observations, pointing out things that are hidden in plain sight, things that once considered probably seem totally obvious. I'm not a doctor or a psychologist. I'm just a grumpy old man. Well, I'm not really that old, but most people probably do consider me to be quite grumpy. There are a lot of things with the direction our world is headed that I find reasons to complain about. This is one of them. I'm Harvard Schmarvard, and this is Season 1, Episode 5, Airlines. By now, you're probably thinking, this guy whines about everything. Well, that is pretty much true. Not because I want to, but because I'm not smart enough to figure out how to actually fix some of these things. Take this week's topic, airlines. More specifically, U.S. airlines. Unless you work for one of these companies, I doubt very many people in the world have anything good to say about the whole process of air travel. At best, some people compare one airline to another and say it's better. But the reality is, they both stink, just one more than the other. But here's the problem. Airplanes are full. The airlines have no reason, no incentive to treat you any better. So, what more can I do on my own besides whine to you? Hmm, put it in a podcast? Well, maybe if about 50 million people listened to this episode and decided, screw those greedy airlines, I'm driving this vacation, we could collectively make a difference and force them to change and treat us better. Till then, I just rant. Here's a perspective you may not have considered yet. We vote every year in November. Most people skip the smaller elections and just vote once every four years for president. A much more powerful expression of your position on these things is the vote you cast multiple times every single day. You cast a more meaningful vote every time you open your wallet or your pocketbook. Money and greed drive everything. Who cares who wins the election? They're both awful choices. But they do care about taking your money and giving you as little as possible in return. Okay, let's get back to these airlines. It's not just the airlines, although they are the major culprits. TSA and airports also share a chunk of the blame for making air travel as unpleasant as it is. Let's walk through the whole process step by step and you'll see problems all along the way that could be easily fixed. Step one, we need to buy tickets. Assuming we know where we want to go, let's pretend we're a family of four going on vacation. Let's also assume we are going to Yellowstone National Park, the best vacation in the U.S. in my opinion. I know, I know, you all want to go to Disney. 
Well, I'm not. Actually, the more folks that do go to Disney, the less that are in my park. So that's a good thing. Okay, I live in New Jersey, so I'll fly out of Newark Liberty International Airport. Sounds impressive already. The airport on the other end that is nearest to Yellowstone is Bozeman, Montana. This is going to be fun. I'm a planner, so my dates are three months in the future. Let's see what we have. A five-hour non-stop. Nice. Only $383. Nice. Well, at today's money, a few years ago, it would have been considered really high. Oh, wait, it leaves at 7 a.m. Hmm. I'm about an hour away from the airport. We need to be there at least an hour before the flight. Time to get through TSA. Hmm, another 30 minutes. I have pre-check with global entry, but for a family of four that doesn't travel enough, it's too expensive, you know, so the others don't have it. All right. Um, then getting two kids ready to roll in the morning isn't easy. Better plan for another hour. We will probably park there. How much will that cost? We don't want to miss this flight. So mm, three and a half hours before the flight, we need to wake up. That would be 3.30 a.m. Screw that. What else do they have? All right, lots of flights, but they all have multiple stops and don't leave until the afternoon. Hmm. They land around 8 p.m. That's too late for kids. Here's one that leaves at 9.40 and lands at 3.22. Hmm, not too bad. It makes a stop in Denver. Oh, well. Uh, it's 7 hours and 42 minutes. That's a lot longer than that five-hour non-stop that left at the crack of dawn. Man, a better selection would be nice. Let's bite the bullet and pick this one. Oh my, it's $505. And it takes longer. And it has a layover. How does that make any sense? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's basic economy. No seat selection? Changes not allowed, not refundable, and only one small personal item like a pocketbook or laptop? I need a change of clothes. <sighs> well, regular economy would at least let me pick my seats. But that's $595. I'm really getting annoyed with this now. It totally feels like bait and switch, which used to be illegal, but unfortunately now seems typical. I wanted to go for two weeks and see some other sites, but this is getting crazy. Let's cut it down to 10 days. A full-size rental car is $559. So far, I'm looking at about three grand just to get there. Maybe I should do some simple math before I commit to this. My SUV gets 27 miles per gallon. Let's round that down to 25 to make it easier. It's about 2,000 miles to get there, and I need to come back too. 
Um, then let's add another thousand miles for bopping around while we're out there. So that's 5,000 total miles. 5,000 divided by 25 miles per gallon, and I need to buy 200 gallons of gas. Gas in New Jersey right now is $3 per gallon. That comes to $600. That's about the same as one airplane ticket, and I need four. All four of us could ride in that same car. Huh. If I go back to 14 days, that gives me two days to drive there and two days to drive back. Long days with kids. Even with podcasts and audiobooks, I'm not sure I'm up for that. Oh my, let's just fly and then stay home next year. Okay, step two. We are at the airport. We drove here and our car is in the economy parking lot, which is $25 per day. So we need more time than expected because the terminal is so far away. Long-term parking would have been $60 per day. How ridiculous is that? It certainly isn't worth it. I'm sure it is that high just to discourage you from driving and expecting you to call Uber. Even as a planner, I failed to check parking rates in advance. We don't enjoy the stress of rushing, so we have plenty of time to get to the gate. Uh-oh, we're going to need it. Newark is notorious for long lines to get through TSA security checkpoints. I might not mind as much if I thought it was actually necessary and not 90% for show. For show, I mean that you've been fooled into thinking you are safe and there's no danger because they've done such a thorough job of screening everyone. Well, I remember listening to another podcast that told me how Homeland Security routinely tests this whole process by trying to smuggle guns or knives onto planes. And they get through like 90% of the time. But if you have more than a four ounce tube of toothpaste, they'll catch you. I can't seem to locate that exact podcast episode for you, but just search for Bruce Schneier. That's S-C-H-N-E-I-E-R. Take off your shoes, take off your coat, take off your belt. Okay, you're good. Now do the same for your kids and your spouse. And here is one tiny little bench for you to put all that back on. Have you ever ridden on an Amtrak train? There are more people on a train than there are on a plane, and you don't need to do any of that. You literally could arrive two minutes before your train and still make it. You just walk right on. Ah, step three, finding our seats. Okay, finally a step that's easy. Since I planned in advance and I paid extortion to be able to select my seats, I picked four aisle seats, one row behind the other. They are not jamming me in that middle seat. Hey, back to Amtrak. The train is wider than a plane and there are just two seats on either side of the aisle. Just saying. I don't have enough miles on this airline's rewards program, so we couldn't board early. 
Most of the overhead space is already taken, so stowing our carry-ons is yet another challenge. Airlines used to let you check your bags for free. After all, you paid for the flight and you need a change of clothes when you get there. But now they charge extra if you want to check a bag. Have you ever wondered why that is? How did we get here? Well, it's easy. That airline is also transporting freight, so every bag they let you check is a space that they can't sell for free. I'm watching the remaining passengers board. The middle seat next to me is still vacant. I'm hoping it stays that way all the way to Bozeman. If not, at least maybe a small person. Mm, no such luck. I'm tall, and even on the aisle, legroom is insufficient. Why can't they take out a couple of rows of uncomfortable seats and give everyone enough legroom? Greed, I guess. Wi-Fi would have been an extra charge, so I'm glad I preloaded a few movies and audiobooks onto my phone. Still, it's going to be a long and uncomfortable trip. Back here in coach, treated like cattle. Step 4. During the flight. Hmm, not much to say here. I was given the tiniest packet of nuts I've ever seen and a small plastic cup of soda. They used to provide a whole can. Times have changed. Anyway, we land in Bozeman, wait to taxi to the gate, wait to disembark, wait for our luggage, and wait in line for our rental car. I'm happy it's only an hour and a half more to drive to the park. To sum this up, the entire trip was aggravating and annoying. I feel the process couldn't possibly be any more inconvenient if they had actually tried to make it more difficult. Hmm, maybe they did. Maybe that is actually their motivation. Maybe they need you to spend more time in the terminal. Hmm, interesting. Did you know that you are scanned immediately upon entering the terminal building? If you are carrying radioactive material or other explosives, that can be detected long before you get through the security checkpoint. So the really dangerous stuff is already found. Better catch that guy with too much toothpaste though. Think about this, if you were a terrorist, and I sure as hell hope you are not, would it cause more havoc if you blew up one plane or if you took out a whole airport? Have you ever had a flight delayed? I'll bet that you received a text or email or the board at the gate said something like, we are sorry, your flight has been delayed. Estimated new departure time is 30 minutes later. That new estimate is a complete lie. The airline already knows that that flight will not possibly leave for at least two hours. But they don't want to tell you that. If they told you the truth, you'd run to the counter and change your flight, likely even to a different airline. That is why they lie to you. 
A friend of mine received one of these text messages informing him that the delay was caused by the previous flight being delayed and that his plane wasn't even there yet. So he went on his phone and looked at that previous flight. It was coming from an airport three hours away and it hadn't even left yet. 30 minutes? Hmm, I guess they have a magic wand or something. Do you still think airlines are selling air travel? If they were, then a flight from Newark, New Jersey to Bozeman, Montana would cost the same no matter what. After all, we are all flying the same distance and burning the same amount of fuel and eating that same nut. They are selling convenience. The more convenient times cost more. They are selling seats. The ever so slightly better seat costs more. They are selling baggage space. One more small suitcase will cost you an extra $50. Okay, maybe comfort and convenience should cost a little more. I think first come, first served or loyal customers should have priority. But that's just me. But the cost is way out of proportion to the actual value. Should it really cost $200 to be able to select a seat? Should it cost $200 for one more inch of legroom? Should it cost $50 for one small bag checked? Here's another secret. That row with the extra inch of legroom it isn't some special magical row. Every row could have the extra one inch, but they are deliberately cramped to make you think that this one is somehow better. I'm sure that I'm leaving out a lot more, but that's for you to ponder. Everyone is different with different priorities. Maybe you drive an EV. Maybe your airport is closer than mine. Maybe it's a smaller regional airport where getting through security is less of a hassle. Maybe Amtrak doesn't go very close to where you live. Maybe you aren't in a hurry, so a car or train suits you better. I hope I've pointed out a few things for you to consider as you make your own decision. If you can, think about trying that train someday and see how nice travel could be. Just beware, train fares are usually higher than airfare for some unexplainable reason. But you get a big comfortable seat with electric plug-in and free Wi-Fi. You get to take all the baggage that you need. And you don't have to wait in line after line after line. Wrapping up, don't forget the message about voting every day with your wallet. Maybe if we all simply said no to these abuses, they would actually change and serve their customers instead of themselves and their greed for profit. See you next time when I rant on about the next thing that's stuck in my craw.